0: Hello, everybody, and welcome again to Weekly Inspiration. And we know that we are uh, going to speak about the portion of Baalotcha. And the word Baalotcha referred to the idea of lighting the candelabra by the Kohen Gadol. The portion is a beautiful portion, but we're going to focus only on the concept of Lighting of the candle. Or lighting the candelabra. Or lighting the menorah in Beit the holy temple, by the high priest, Aharon HaKohen. So, if we think about it, instead of using the word lighting the menorah, the Bible is using the word Baalotcha et Anerot. When you elevate those candles and of course just by reading that section we understand that there is a secret message for us about our spiritual journey how is it that we need to behave in a certain way what is it we got to do and what is it that we should avoid ourselves from doing so we're all born with wonderful part of our personality that we're supposed to be using it as much as we can. And that referred to the gift coming from the Creator toward the human soul. And by us using it correctly, life becomes better. That's Baruch That's when you elevate your candle, after all, your soul it's called neshama, your spirit, kol ruach. Together is ner. Ner means candle. Ner Hashem nishmat adam. The candle of God. It's a soul of a person. That's the essence of the candle. So when we talk about Balot ha think for yourself. What are you good at? Make sure you elevated that area. That specific area was given to you to be good at. Are you very organized? Are you very happy? So you can make other people happy because of you. The same thing, the negative thing. What is the thing you should avoid? The thing that basically make sure that there is a wind coming and no more fire, no more candle, no more light. Be careful from that as part of your personality that has to be avoided, that has to be stopped, just to be restricted, just to be transformed from negative to positive. That's if we understand what this parasha is all about. Because elevation means, according to the Mishnah in Pirkei Avot, it's written, Altiu, Keven, Amesha Mesha Tarav al le pras for the sake of receiving a reward become a servant or serve your teacher not for the sake of receiving something and of course we are not only talking about rabbi or teacher we are talking about the mighty one God, the creator that we want to be able To serve the Creator without thinking what's in it for me. That's the idea of Baalotcha, especially now, especially after Shavuot, that we need to work on our spiritual journey from this moment till Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is coming. It's wonderful. Wherever you're going to practice Rosh Hashanah, wherever you're going to be, I would like you to be with me, of course, but if for some reason you cannot... Afford, or you don't have the time to fly to be with me. Don't worry. Just by praying with us, one soul, it is as if we are all together. So, if in somehow um I say a word that make you feel pressure that you have to be around me, it's not what I meant. I just want to give you part of the energy that I want to give, but it doesn't make you less. If you're not going to spend time with me, it's going to be exactly the same. Just. For the uni point of view, if you can afford it, if you can make an effort to come, I would love to see you here in New York as we do in Grosh together. But if you cannot, you're going to get the same energy. We're going to meditate for you wherever you are. If you're in Romania, China, Africa, London, or Panama, doesn't matter where you are. We're going to make sure you're going to get the energy. If you can come and support us and we can support you, that would be sweet. That would be wonderful. Now let's move on to the Zohar. And we are now in the Zohar uh, and I'm gonna start building up a case, building up something that we're gonna to go to the Zohar to two part, then we're gonna to go to the Arizal, then we're gonna to go to Rabbi Yudah Tzvib then we're gonna to go to Zohar Chadash, then we're gonna to go to the story from Kar-Libach. So I'm telling you everything that's going to happen. So I'm reading from Zohar Sulam, Baalotcha, Seif Samech 60, verse 60. And look what it's written here. Be'alken. Because of that, Sipura Zecheba Torah, Illevushash Shel Torah. Tell us, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, you need to know the story that you read in the Torah, it's only the clothing of the Torah. ממש, whoever thinks that that clothing, it's the actual Torah, v'endo b'avaracher, and there is nothing beside that story, t'ipachucho mei dai, it's a very weird curse by Rabbi Shimon bar Why? Ve'lo yelo chelk laolam abah. And I wish, sir Rabbi Shimon, that he will not have a place in the world to come. People read the Torah; they love the story, they love the Bible. After all, most rabbis don't like the third book of Moses, Vaikra. Everybody loves Bereshit, Shmot, Bamidbar, and because there is a lot of story. When you come to Vaikra, it's kind of boring. So those rabbis are in danger because they not relate. To the internal meaning of the Torah, they relate to the external part of the Torah. Scary, again, not my words. I'm not here to scare you. I'm here to make sure you'll be aware and being wake up. King David say, "Open my eyes so I can see the wonder of your Torah. So I can see what is under the clothing of the Torah." What is the Zohar telling us, and why in Baloka? The Zohar tried to tell us that every time you read a section in our holy, beautiful, pure Torah, you need to elevate yourself to a place where you're capable to see another story and not busy just with the covers. And the Zor continue, verse 61. Come and see, come and behold. There is clothing that everybody can see. Those stupid ones, when they see a person dressed pretty and nice. And they see so much glory in his clothing. And Mr. Klimyoter, They're not looking anymore at that person, you're just busy with the clothing. And they judge the person based on his clothing, expensive shoes, fancy shirt, what a beautiful suit. And they think by looking at the clothing of the person, they can see the body of a person, represent what type of soul is carried. And they think the body of a person, like a soul. Soul, body, clothing. Same thing as the Torah, the verse 62. the Torah is body. Torah, that's the mitzvot. And We call them the body of Torah. הזה מתלבש בלבושים שבספורים, סיפורים של העולם הזה. That essence, that energy, that body of Torah, which is called mitzvot, is dressed by story on this world. atipshim שבעולם, the stupid one among us, אינה מסתכלים אלא בלבושו, they're only busy with the clothing of the story of the Torah, שהוא Torah they don't know more than that they're not even searching for what's under that clothing they don't want to know more they not look at the clothing they look under the clothing for the body but the wise which are the servant of the king the upper king the one who stood on Mount Sinai Meaning the one who stood on the mountain among us right now, and now is the kliyim of benashama Torah They look at the, the soul of the Torah. Shuikarakol. That's the main idea. Torah mamash. That's the real Torah. Wow. Atid lavo, the future to come, atidim liistakel benashama shenashama Torah They will be able to look at the soul of the soul of the Torah, only when the future will come. I'm jumping to Samar 64. Woe for those people, Rabbi Shimon, that believe that the Torah is only a story. They only look at the clothing, nothing more. Good for the righteous who so look at the Torah in the right way. Wine cannot stay just in a vessel, in a vase, a container. Same thing with the Torah. It cannot stay in the clothing. And for that reason, you cannot look and just the clothing, you have to look what's inside. And that's why there is a story, and there is clothing, and there is the real Torah. Why is the Zohar bringing that in Balutha? We need to think together. The Zohar choose specifically to tell us that in this week portion. The word Balutha means when you elevate yourself, when you climb. So climbing according to the Zohar, according to Kabbalah, is when you are digging into the real meaning of the Torah. I want to say you're digging deeper meaning of the Torah, but I use the word real meaning of the Torah because I believe the real meaning is already exists. It just needs to be discovered. And the idea is with life is the same. You look at people, you judge them how they dress. You're missing the whole point. Of course, once we learn how to read people by the face, by the palm, by more deeper meaning of who they are, then of course, and of course, we'll be able to see the real picture. So this is always first preparing us to be prepared that in baalotcha there's a lot of secret about life. Don't just read about some high priest lighting candle. If the Torah choose the word Ba'alotcha, it didn't choose the word light candle, elevate the candle, we need to find out why. We need to find out why this section is written with so much code. When the Torah is telling you Yairu anerot, the candle will light by itself. Then it's written also that the candle will light toward the middle candle. Then it's written that uh, um, the, the, the candle not light away from the middle so people don't think that God needs that light, which is a weird question and a lot of things that if you don't study Kabbalah and you only look at the external, the story doesn't make any sense And now, I want to take you to something that will eventually, eventually, um, deeper to understand it. That how uh, how it work, how it work, and here it's taking us into places. of what will make us, what will make us to understand the deeper meaning of the Torah. And I'm jumping into verse 79 in Barotra. It says, If the soul are very much um uh, materialistic, but before I go there, I think I wanna go um a little bit um before that, maybe to 78. So forgive me, not 79. 78, and I'm starting from the middle. It says there's a different type of soul. Sheman <speaking> is shamota about mitzadar the souls that come from a place of mercy, and those souls are full of mercy, like Rabbi Lazar Ben Arach, the student of Rabbi Yohanan Ben Zakkai, in Perkei Avot, he writes, what is a good person? Somebody has a good heart, and somebody has a good eye. That's the best thing you can have, as a human being. Good heart, good eye. You're not jealous when people are, rich, famous, whatever it is, you're happy for them. You want actually more of those. And good heart. Those are the people that need to control the world. Good heart and good eye. Unfortunately, they hold themselves back instead of going forward because that's why they're special. Let's say, They don't need to be purified like regular people or they don't need to be purified in hot water. You refer to purification as if they're like Passover dishes. But usually the laws of kosher is the same way it came into the vessel, that's the same way it's gonna come out. So, for example, how do you purify uh, a vessel or, or container that's made of metal? Usually, whatever negativity went into that vessel was. When it was hot so you have to heat that vessel to remove whatever went in what do you do with um, wood vessel you have to remove the first layer so it will be clean again there's many laws of that you can study on your own but he referred those kind of cleansing into a human soul so when it's hot that's where wicked people get uh, purified why because how is a wicked people Get negativity, they burn themselves with the fire and the excitement of the evil inclination. When a selfish person starts to be excited about how much he is going to get, or how much he's going to get, they get excited. Because they have a lot of negativity, so the only way to remove it is with hot water and with uh, fire. It's funny, you know, there is different mikvaot, Different mikveh to purify the men mikveh. There's people who believe it should be the mikveh should be ice. Other people believe mikveh should be very hot. And other people believe that the mikveh should be in the middle. And it's funny. A lot of people when people don't feel good about themselves, so they go for the hot mikveh. When they feel they also need to be punished in the cold, they go to the cold. I find that to be ego, because it is as if you purified yourself. The only way you can purify yourself is by studying more Torah and study it in the right way with your teacher. Aval tzaddikim, righteous people, betsonen, they can go to cold water and, because they don't need to be clean. So again, let's, let's go to that. So, people who are merciful, they don't need to purify themselves like mediocre who go for kind of uh, uh, water, which is not cold, not hot, kind of between. Wicked people have to go to very hot, and righteous people, it's enough for them to go to cold. All right? If the soul becomes too materialistic, what does that mean? They become like clay, because clay is made of dirt. When they are broken, they get purified. The laws about clay vessels for Passover or for other time, if you have clay vessels in your house, you cannot kosher them. When they break, that's when they become kosher, so I'm gonna use it after you can. They tell you that, that's how you break it. People who study the oral Torah and the written Torah, which are fire and water, and the one who specifically studied Kabbalah, Zohar, and sort of Torah, Or, the secret of the Torah is light. It's not a regular Torah, it's light. the Torah Or, that's why it's called the Torah is light. Emni Tarim al Torah. They don't need to be worried because the Torah itself, the Zohar itself, the Kabbalah itself, purified the soul. They don't have to go through hell. So, It's a shocking thing. That through the Torah, through the Torah, basically, a person can be purified. And I'm not reading, I'm not reading their continuation in verse 82 and 80, but you should read it. It's talking about that in the end of time, in the end of time. Everything will happen again, so whatever it's written in the Torah about Joseph, it will happen again. And uh, basically, uh, the rich people have to be careful if they do mercy with people who teach and study Torah. You know, so that's what's written, similar to what was written in uh, in uh, Nassau, similar to what was written in uh, Parashat Nassau, that people will go around to spread the secret of the Torah. And it will not be enough people who will listen to them. So again, how is that relate to Balotra? Well, as, as I told you before, Balotra is elevate the candle. The word is used elevate. And we want to be elevate this week. This week you want to think about elevation. Rosh Hashanah is coming about 91 days plus. You want to make sure you're ready. Are you get ready? Elevate yourself. Don't be busy just with you, but study the secret of the Torah. We have a wonderful site called Vital, that's available for free. Everybody can go and study there. This is the secret of the Torah. Go study Kabbalah, real Kabbalah. It's all there, available, accessible. Just make an effort to study. It will clean your soul. Let's now go and dig deeper. Into to understand the word ba'alotcha, elevate. So I'm going to start first from the Arizal. I'm read, reading from Shara Bitzvot in page Samertet in this print, on the left column, in the second chapter. Let's understand what does that mean to light the candle. It's a little bit deep. Lighting of the candle from above to below, it's called Because whatever you draw from above to below, meaning from above to you, it's judgment. But you use the word. Lighting of the candle. doesn't call elevating the candle. Baalotcha. It's Adlakat. Shivat That's why it's saying, in the beginning of the parasha, when you elevate the candle, the seventh candle will shine. It didn't say, yalu. It, it said, Ba'alotcha et It should say, yalu Shivat anerot. The seventh candle will elevate. He didn't use that. It said the seventh candle will be lit up. If you say, I'm going to elevate the candle, you should say, as the candle will be elevated. No, but it's written there, elevate the candle, and then the candle will be lit up why is that because lit up meaning fire or energy coming from above to below elevate meaning something coming from below to above and that's what it's written there wait until the fire will come by itself and Aaron said "Rizal did more than what he was commanded to do He was not command only that the old candle will shine toward the menorah which is center column when they come from above to below because they have to go, what does that mean that they shine toward the center? Center column in Kabbalah means balance, balance of chassadin v'kevorot, balance of, for me, alone and for others you cannot make it just for others because then you die out of energy you cannot just do it for you because then you're selfish so what does that mean that Aaron did the same he was busy to make sure as the light coming from above to below He want to make sure that the light coming from below to above so this is what's written in uh, the Arizal. So it's not so clear. For the, for that reason, I'm taking the new book that Vital managed to print. It's a book that was print different section that Rabbi Yudatsvi Brandwein was able to put together here, and it was put by his grandson Rav Moshe Admor Moshe. and with the agreement of Rabbi Mordechai Scheinberger, the head of organos. So it's like this. I'm reading from Tzvi La Tzadik, the book of Rabbi Yudat Tzvi. So Rabbi Yudat Tzvi is taking it a little bit deeper. Rashi say, uh, she said the way the candelabra look, you have candle in the middle. The right three candle east, are shining toward the middle. And the three candle on the west shining toward the middle. Why? So they will not say that he need the light. Who is the E? Is the imin God? Kind of weird. So continue to abandon and say, you want to tell me that some people really think that God did that light? I mean, God is not something physical. Who is this Shoteh? Shoteh means stupid that would even think to ask that question. So why is Rashi even put it there? That's one question. Please keep it in your mind. Why is it written? that Aaron did so, and uh, he did exactly how he was asked. And Rashi said, she how wonderful is Aaron that he did exactly uh, 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 what he was asked. Why is that such a special thing? God asked you to do something, and you do that, and that's it. Why they say it was perfect, They didn't change. So now we're going to go into the understanding of this section according to Rabbi Yehuda Tzvi Brandwein. The idea is like that. Lighting of the menorah, the word menorah, is the fixing of malchut. Malchut means representing your desire, your selfish agenda, what you want to get for you. When you're fixing malchut, when you're fixing your desire, how do you fix your desire? What is it that you need to do to fix your desire? you have to create Masach. Everything is in this life has to be built by desire, curtain, and Or Chuzer. Desire, what I want, curtain, how much can I prevent myself from wanting it, and Or Chuzer, the result is the light that goes from the Masach and up that create a foundation, that create a foundation of an existence. So, how is that connected to the candle? Because we say, elevate the candle, meaning like, That's why it's written, when you elevate those candles, you should be busy with what comes from below to above. What does this come from below to above? When you do something for the right reason, you are doing exactly what the Pirkei Avot said: serve your rabbi without thinking what you're going to get. Serve your God without thinking about your reward. And what does it mean that those six candles, six candles, those of you who study some Kabbalah, represent the erumpin? And the candle in the middle representing Malchut. That's the Malchut. So the whole point is to be clean with no agenda. <speaking in Hebrew> and the person who lights the menorah will not think to themselves, I think I need that light for me. <speaking in Hebrew> for my own joy. <speaking in Hebrew> so when it's saying that Aaron light the candles El <speaking in Hebrew> a front of the face of the candelabra, a front of the face of the candles, of the menorah, which is the internal meaning of the malchut, and how to fix it. Then all the seven candles will shine. Number seven from chesed is malchut. How do you make the malchut shine? Would you have no agenda for yourself? Similar to Shabbat. Shabbat is the seventh day. In Shabbat, it's a mitzvah to eat. In Shabbat, it's a mitzvah to make love. How come all the physical things become mitzvah? Because you're doing it in a fixing way. You're doing it in the way that it is meant to come. So your receiving is no longer just for you. The Shabbat is an automatic system that whatever you do is returning light and direct light, the direct light that you receive. Shabbat me'eno olam, Aba, and the returning light—it's happening by itself. It's a gift. That's why Shabbat is matana. It's a gift that everything in malachut works automatically. The same thing here with the Menorah. Aaron get to a level that was nothing for himself. Everything is away. That's why it say Aaron did so. El mul penea Menorah a front of the menorah, he elevated the elevator scandal, meaning like the upper light that comes from above to below, it's only to give. Okay? And the Nukvi, meaning what Aaron did from below to above, he also did only for sharing. So, what does that mean when they say that he doesn't need it light? It doesn't talk about God. It seemed like it talks about God, that God doesn't need the light of the menorah. It talks about the person who worships God. When a person worships God, when a person spiritually worships God, meaning that all himself, it's not for the sake of what I'm getting from it. So when I'm on a spiritual journey, a lot of time I get confused. I start thinking to myself, what's in it for me? And it's very confused because if you get benefit and you get what you want for you, you're still not going to be happy because your purpose is for you. And, and Adam, a person is not dying. As it says in the Talmud, a person is not dying even with half of what he wants in his hand. So you get punished twice. First, he works so hard to get what he wants. And second, when he dies, it's not even half of what he wants. Because you never it's never enough. But if you do it for the sake of not for me, you're happy in every moment. Because you achieve every moment, you're fighting, I don't want it for me. So you're doing all choser. And Sarah Brando, and when, a, when people do it this way, they are basically achieving that level of uh, uh, truly understanding the purpose of life. That's a Parashat is so important because in Parashat Baalotra we get educated, we get shifting the consciousness to do things for the right reason. Now, I'm going to take you now into another Zohar, something that usually I don't do. But it's important uh, to know the how. Okay, let's say we're deciding to change. We want to change. It's time for us to change. What do we do? What do we exactly do? So I'm taking you into Zohar Hadash. Zohar Hadash, Parashat Itro. No coincidence, we just said Shavuot, which is all about Itro. We'd say there is three partners in a human being, you know, God his father and his mother. But those three partners also give the human three aspects to their behavior. <machshava> the thought itself is neshama. lachshov. You have the ability to think, you have the ability to meditate, to connect to a thing which are not physical. <machshava> so the machshava coming from neshchina. Shei This is Bina. Sheshama The wisdom is there. And if you want to draw a concept, after you have Machshaba, the Machshaba doesn't come from you, it's coming from above. Then you have ability to be creative and to draw what you want to do. That's called Tiferet. Six Ketavot, Chasadim. And the nefesh of a person is the action. So we are building from three aspects. The thought coming, something come from above. The drawing, something that I initiate for me, the creativity and the action. So, what is what does that mean? How do I work with that? So, just look look at that. I'm, I'm skipping now uh, to Kuf Hundred and sixty-seven. He Nitro Zohadash. Mimi Eloah Malachim are Munim Rkabladat Tefila. When you pray, what's the Eifolasiya? And the angel wanna help you. Da'ino Lasot Lok Moshiet Pallelim. And the angel wanna fix your life exactly how you've been asked. And no reshut. The angel has no permission. Lasot Bar Selidat Tefila cannot do it. At Luyabadibur. The angels who listen to you pray praise while you talk. There's no action in prayer. So the angel will to help you. So, what do you do? What to do if you want to get it done? How do you do balutcha on, on your pray? It's not working with the pray. You know why? Look what it's written. It's good that you pray, but they're going to look for your good action. Do you give tzedakah? Are you generous? Are you aware that you're. Friend or teacher needs socks, water, food, shirt. Look around you and see what people need. At alav. then the Shina, which is the Mahshaba, can dwell on it. shivat The light that want to come down on the Kadalava or on the Menorah depends on Sheu i It's a word of action. So the Zohar is telling us something here. The Zohar is telling us that without action, it's you're not going to see the result you're looking for. So if you're not volunteers, if you're not donating, if you don't do something with your body, you know, for example, Friday, one of the mitzvot on Friday, to clean and to cook. The cleaning is what left from the Holy Temple, from the Levites. and If you're lazy of cleaning, at least fold your pants, your shirt. It's okay. Clean one plate. If you're busy not to make any dish, uh, take potato, carrots, and onion, and cook them in boiled water and eat them later on on Shabbat. You gotta do something. Everybody gotta do an act. Thought, drawing, creativity, or pray, with words. So remember the thought, the praying, the action. If you skip the action, Expect no result in your life. The action has to be a spiritual action that you're doing toward other people. Of course, if you do it toward your parents, which is a big mitzvah, or toward your teacher, very big mitzvah, or toward your friend that you study Torah with, very big mitzvah, and toward other friend is okay too, but it's all the same. Then you do it toward a person who actually studied with you, or somebody who studied together with your teacher, what is a mitzvah of a student? To talk good about their teacher to another student like Ravashtag right write in the book Matan Torah. So to end it, I want to end up with a story from Karlibach, of Shlomo Karlibach, a man of action. A man of action. Karlibach was the dynasty of King David. He was busy with action. He was not a regular person. He was not just Meditate or praying. He was going from city to city with his guitar, with his beautiful words and singing to make sure people would be happy. That's beautiful because he did action. So, in one of his books and his story, he says, Shamatem al Rabbi David Melelov. I, I've been in that city, it's in Ukraine. Raboa Alav. his master, his teacher told him, Mashiach, when Messiah will come, it will be a section in the Talmud just about his name. Only when Mashiach will come, we will understand the Travai. I've been in his shul, I've been in this place. It's a shul from 150 years ago, uh, 200 years ago. It's a very, very special place. The airport looked like a living room there. When he was there, Rav David, this rabbi, was not a regular rabbi. He studied in a certain way, he prayed in a certain way, not the way that usually rabbis behave. one time in 5 p.m., and he still left the talit from the morning on his shoulders. And he is before Shachrit, this is after Shachrit, because you can pray Shachrit only in a certain amount of time. Right? I mean, usually four hours from sunrise. That's the last time to pray Shachrit. Nechaz lebet ha-Midrash naged. One different rabbi walking, somebody who's just studied the Torah as it is without Kabbalah, without Hasidut. He saw Rabbi David, he saw Rab David prepared to pray. So he, he couldn't hold himself. He got angry. He said, I cannot believe what I see. He didn't pray Shachrit. He didn't even pray the morning minyan yet. I woke up at 5 a.m. I studied Torah and I then prayed. Wonderful. And you are not even praying? Answer Rav David. Say, my friend, my dear friend. If you study the Torah for all your friends, all your people, that means that I study with you as well. Because, you know, when you study Torah, you have to say, kol Israel. I pray for Shev Kol Israel, for everybody. But if you only study for yourself, who need a Torah uh, 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 like that? And this is teaching us something tremendous. How do you study Torah, my friend? How do you become spiritual? Is your spirituality about you? Are you busy working on your negativity and selfishness? Or are you together with the group changing? Community is the number one goal of humanity. And this is very, very important. And now is the Rabbi from Lubavitch explained, it. Is what the difference between Sukkot and Simchat Torah? Sukkot is about love. You know, you have the Arba Minim, the four things that we use, you know, the Lulav, the Trog, right? So Lulav, Adasa, Rava, you can see the difference because those are the four types of people in a spiritual journey so but Simcha Torah we all become one we all become one there is no uh, there is no real difference so the, the Rav whoever doesn't know the Rav, one of my favorite Naftali, the Rav he really gave me one time he said to me he said that he met a butcher, a kosher butcher, who told them the real reason of, of Simchat Torah. And what is the real reason? I saw him dance like crazy with the Torah. So I stopped and asked him, the whole year I didn't see you study Torah, why are you dancing that much? He answered me simply, because in my brother's wedding, am I allowed to dance? The Rav say, when I heard him, I understood the Simchat Torah. Every person, every Jew, Study in Sibra Torah, is dancing because of the wedding of his brother. And the idea is to understand that it's very important the haverut among people. We have to have haverim. The menorah, the candelabra, was made of one piece of gold. It was no different between the right candle, to the left, to the middle. It was one. It was all one. I don't know if you know that. One piece of gold created the menorah. And we need to start asking ourselves before we're getting into Rosh Hashanah, before we're getting to Rosh Chodesh Tammuz, how are we doing spiritually together with people? No, how am I doing when I'm alone? I might, when I'm alone, I might go up, I might go down, but still alone. I hope that Balutcha portion, the, the portion, to talk about elevation, will elevate us to be one together, like a menorah, like a candelabra then the seven candle will really light from below to above with Or Jose. and that Or Khozer will reveal all the light that the Creator want to give us. Thank you and have a wonderful evening. Mm-hmm.